Hi guys, welcome to uh, live lunch. Um, yeah, live lunch, all, live, live lunch always starts. So we've we've had like a really intense conversation, and then bang, we go live on live lunch. Yeah, we should probably shouldn't have these conversations well, you two see, minutes before. You're like tired. Uh, Sophie and I are motivated by that. That's our warm up. I'm like, there, we're good to go. Now. Well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not tired, but I mean, that's I'm still in that frame of thinking. Of, uh, that's the anyway, welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. <laughs> it is the last episode. In this season of Live Lunch, we've been going through the book of James called our preaching series Resilient. Now you may say, but hold on a second, you got one more preaching series on Resilient and well done if you clock that. Uh, this Sunday is our last um, preach yeah. or sermon Message, on, yeah. on Resilient. The site leaders, oh, well, not site leaders, but it's Stephen Dawson is preaching at New England and online and there'll be other guys doing it at the various sites. But next week is the Easter holidays. So we've got Easter. two weeks of Easter. Woo. Uh, and I thought so, you meant the next Sunday is like, and then no, on Easter after. Sunday we're going to talk about Easter. Yeah, I thought, yeah, anyway, yeah. okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to run for the next two weeks of Easter, and then the wonderful Jess, who is the producer of the show, is on honeymoon. Wow. to Mexico. So, in Jess's absence, who knows? Will we meander through another episode? Oh well, I don't know if we we'll um, carry on. So yeah, so stay tuned. We'll see. And. Well. Should we do a quick um, recap of the sermon and then maybe spend some time talking, unpacking the sermon, just going to some of the some practical questions about uh, how we apply it mm-hmm. and then maybe doing a highlight, what has been your reflections on the series? Uh, and then let's talk about what we've got coming up. Oh, yeah. After so, Easter. do you want to hit us with a sermon recap, Matt? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, James chapter 5 and um, the the passage. We've, we've actually spent two weeks looking at the same passage and the, the previous week we looked at the sort of second half of it and this week we went back slightly to look at the, the beginning part of it because it's about James is kind of uh, painting a picture of community life uh, and um, the different, uh, he's kind of showing that the church should be and can be and should be a place where people the sufferer and the cheerful and all the sort of range of human experiences can come in and find a safe space because we all come to god uh, together but also he gives some very practical and specific instruction about uh, praying uh, the elders praying for those who are sick uh, and then secondly about uh, us confessing our sins to one another and it just comes with some great promises of healing and forgiveness um which is just the gospel and uh, wonderful so we sort of unpack that a little bit and um i think across uh, all all our sites there was lots of praying going on in response to it including um you know people coming forward elders praying for them and trying to be obedient to that scripture so it was a good time have you had any good stories from well yeah I mean I, at the Clarendon Centre site uh, I preached in the morning and then in the evening and uh, from the, the morning there was someone who came came forward and, and testified in the evening uh, that they had um, uh, I think it was a shoulder a shoulder problem they couldn't raise their arm at all it was a shoulder issue and um, yeah came came was immediately healed after being prayed for and then came back in the evening to sort of say hey uh, I've been I've been uh, I've been healed, and then uh, we had a couple of others uh, who who uh, testified to having been healed in the last couple of weeks or so uh, in uh, Alpha context and other contexts as well. Um, from yeah, various things. So God heals; He's working amongst us. It's yeah, it's really exciting. Great um, questions. So Sophie, now you got some questions. Questions? Yes, yep. I have a question. So in the Great Bible, to have you on, by the way, Sophie. Oh, no, we didn't thanks. quite introduce you there. So. Cool. Sophie is one of our interns here at Emmanuel, and we are big fans of Sophie. And I have, I have questions. And Sophie has um, questions. Yeah, she does. Okay, uh, it says in the Bible that Jesus has paid the penalty for our sin. 
So if this is true, why do we still get sick? And then how do we deal with that? Yeah, yeah, man. Answer me. <laughs> Why are we looking at me? I don't know, because you asked me to this ask is, the question, uh, so I was... This is... Uh, Live Lunch is also known as Ask Pastor Matt. I was directing so. it at you, but... No, it's okay. I think that is a great question yeah. and a common question that, that comes up. And to be honest, you, you would even uh, find sort of certain branches of Christianity that would be very um, front and center with these types of verses and really emphasize the fact that because of the work of the cross, uh, Jesus, you know, he has purchased um our healing and therefore everyone not just everyone should be that everyone will be will be healed um i would i would say that is um that's not quite right not because the scripture that people are referring to is, is not true or that we shouldn't believe it uh, but to uh, understand what it's referring to i think we 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 live in a time between the two com- the two comings of Jesus. Jesus has come to earth. He's lived, uh, walked on this earth, um, healed people, uh, and uh, we have the, his the account of his life written down in the Bible. Died on the cross, rose again, ascended to heaven, and is coming back. And so, when Jesus talks about his kingdom, uh, sometimes he talks about it as if it's already here. You know, the kingdom of God is among you. And other times he, he sort of points forward to the coming of the kingdom and even tells his disciples, pray, you know, you, you, my, my kingdom come, my will be done. So there's a sense in which the kingdom is here because Jesus is at work, but also the kingdom is coming. Um, and I think that is a really important idea right the way through the Bible, especially in the New Testament. And it's when we understand that there is a now and a not yet, it can apply to all sorts of areas of the Christian life and it helps us to understand lots of these different passages that can seem a little bit contradictory uh, and, it, and it's the same true for um, you know James puts together forgiveness and he also puts together uh, healing in this so Jesus has died on the cross for our sins so our sin is paid for um, but do we live completely sin free life now no we don't because there is still an element of this broken sinful world that we live in and even our broken sinful physicality that mm. we're bodies that we're still in um we are prone and susceptible to sin uh, but does it mean that jesus has not paid for it all quite yet no he has uh, but we're not re- receiving the full blessing and benefit of that but we will one day so mm. we've got some of that promise in one sense we've got, we've got all that promise because it is dealt with it's finished it's it's forgiven you know, we don't need to, as I was saying on Sunday, we don't need to live in a sense of slavery and like, does God forgive? Has He forgiven me or not? No, He has. With healing, it's a, it's a, it's a similar thing. It's not a completely separate thing. It's it's similar in the sense that Jesus has died to defeat death mm-hmm. and sickness and sin and everything. Everything that's wrong with the world is undone by the cross. But the what we experience of that, we have ex- experienced. A, a, a real measure of that now and we'll experience even more measure of it when Christ comes again and that, that'll be the end of all sickness that sort of thing and that makes sense of the Lord's Prayer where Jesus said pray your kingdom come bringing something of the kingdom into the now and more and more and more of it as we pray and as people get healed so when people get healed now it's a demonstration of the kingdom this is a long explanation <laughs> but it's an important one to us to get this sort of big picture understanding it helps yeah. us in that in the in an example um that we can expect 
being healed we should pray for people being healed yeah. but also that sometimes people are not healed and also sickness is still everyone who gets healed now will yeah. one day die um, so that we, even just in that you can see the full work of you there's not yet but when Christ comes again and the new heavens and new earth come we won't be sick and we won't die and we mm. won't even have the presence of sin amongst us mm. uh, for, and that's the eternal hope so. it, it, does, it does make sense for even though it's, it's hard to acknowledge this that it is appropriate and almost right that all our prayers aren't answered including prayers for for illness as noble as any of those prayers might be because it, it doesn't it doesn't point, it doesn't say that god is not a good god it i guess it, it protects us from treating god like a vending machine uh and i i, I know and I, i'm saying this from experience and i think if we did dig deeper if we found that everything we asked for was being we were receiving exactly when and how we asked for um it would it would it would become more of a, mm-hmm. a like a servant kind of relationship master servant kind of relationship but we we treat god as our, our servant you know make this happen for me rather than a father and a child relationship but it's i guess it's really easy to say that that does come with wait, wait a second there's pain because especially yeah. if, you're, if you're dealing with with long-term illness yourself or if there's a loved one that you've been praying for regularly who hasn't been healed it's really painful like why must i be the yeah. i guess the guinea pig for or the one that has to yeah you know have received an answered prayer yeah. what yeah. would you say to somebody like that yeah i think it's it's really important because it is really tough and i don't think there's no you know pastor's words that are gonna in one sense not not make it tough um i think sometimes uh we even unthinkingly can associate um God's love with God's action all mm. the time uh, and I think that can get us into trouble sometimes you know sometimes it's understandable when we're praying for something and something doesn't happen whether it's, it could be anything but in, including healing we can think oh does God really love me If and we just we sort of box God in and say if God really loved me he would do this right now in the way that I want but even that idea of saying god's love looks like looks like this that's a, that that's not yeah. helpful to us because the bible doesn't do that they, you know when we want to see does god love me is god for me look in the scripture look mm. in the promises mm. he's died for our sin he has shown us his love for us in christ it's not because we've got healed in this moment or it's not because he's answered these certain prayers not like all of god's answers to prayer is by grace mm. none of us deserve it it's it's out of who he is and his sovereign work and so to think oh god's healed that person but he's not healed me therefore he loves them more than no no he 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 loves us in christ mm. and um it's 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 under it's, it's frustrating it's gutting it's it's difficult and sometimes people have prayed for years for stuff and not seen the healing or not seen the breakthrough that they've they wanted and uh yeah, I think we don't we don't always know this, mm. you know in this side of eternity. We were chatting about about this, Sophie. I don't know if this jogs your memory. Whilst I, I talk about this, is the um, the verses are almost like if you pray faithfully, you will be healed. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's um, James five fifteen says basically, um, if we pray in faith, people will be healed. 
but that doesn't always happen so essentially the question was like if we pray faithfully why don't people get healed and that's exactly what Matt was just talking about is like we don't necessarily know but what we do know is that our healing is not dependent on either our works nor is it dependent on how much God loves us because like probably one of the most famous verses in the Bible for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to come die for us to forgive us Um, he sent Jesus to do miracles and everything else as well but the main purpose of Jesus coming was to forgive us of all our sin Um, and in the parable of the paralyzed man not parable the actual story Mm. of the paralyzed man um, probably a parable as well somewhere in there yeah yeah, he says that your sins are forgiven get up and walk yeah the important part is not necessarily that we are healed but that we are forgiven and that that relationship between God and ourselves is is restored and actually we can yeah we can have that relationship through Jesus super brilliant thanks Sophie for both of you when when you read verses in in the Bible like this, where it does allude to if you do this, this could happen, and then <laughs> the experience is it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. If fate to move a mountain, I don't know anybody who's moved a mountain, physical mountain, um, in prayer or or by faith. But there's so, uh, in how do you read verses like this and, and and live a life of faith and live a life of making big asks and making big prayers when sometimes the experience is like, well, that's not how I've experienced it to be. Mm. So, mm. That, you know, at worst you could stop believing, but there's also like a middle ground where you stop actually, maybe people don't pray for people because they're like, well, I've not seen anybody get healed. So I don't know how to receive this bit of scripture where, yeah, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah, I think it, it's 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 tough and it's confusing sometimes. Um, and sometimes uh, there's, definite, there's definite tensions uh, in in scripture on on this point and i think even what, what we're reflecting last week as well the sense of the mystery of prayer as well you know god's sovereign god can do any but at the same time he invites us to pray not just pray but be persistent but to wrestle that sort of thing so it's like our working and our faith and our praying and god's sovereign hand it's a tension and i think when there is tensions like that our probably sinful uh, temptation is to be like, oh, well, I'll, just, I'll be passive. If I don't completely understand this, I will just be passive and then it's not on me and oh, I've not seen anyone, so this can't be true uh, or it can't, you know, maybe it's not, it's not really relevant to now or that sort of thing. And that's always the question of faith. Like if, if the word challenges us, are we going to say, well, that's just, that's just too big, that's too radical, that's too much? Um, so I'm just going to be passive or the faith response is I don't quite understand it but Christ has sent us out to pray and to seek and to uh, share the gospel and to pray and you know you speak to you speak to people who you know this is this is not particularly my my story I wish it was but you speak to people who have uh, grown loads in this particularly in this area of praying for healing so often what they would say is that they they just had to take on faith and be and do it out of obedience, and often for years didn't really see much answer. Like God wasn't really doing anything, but God took them through that season so that they would learn. Okay, it's not about the results; it's about obedience. And actually, they're not going to base how they live on their own experience. They're going to base it on what God says in His Word and what they believe of who he is and actually they've gone through that season and into a season of tremendous fruitfulness 
uh, in praying for healing and seeing many people healed. But it's like God, you know, you know we see that we get time to time. God sometimes takes us through the obscurity in the wilderness. What's God doing? But it's like the faithfulness and the proofs of faithfulness there. And God uses the future. You know? And so that, that, you know, I think anyone who has seen lots of healing and prayer probably also been through seasons where they've prayed and not seen it, but just but continue to press through. And that's a, that's a testimony to actually obedience. Yeah. Um, back, uh, I, I think you were superb with like, I, I like how, I mean, so not only you to ignore this, but the whole link between sin and sickness okay. is, is huge. Um, it, it's a very complicated part to navigate. Because um, how do you know what, what sickness is caused by sin? Uh, There's a whole range of questions. You know, what's the place of, of medicine and, and doctors and things? So I don't think you are yeah. getting for, no, 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 ignore the medicine of the doctors and yeah. pray for the I don't think that's what we said. Um, yeah, I, I, I was writing on questions as you were preaching, just there, I think I'll use the live branch, but then you answered them. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think I'd recommend it. If you do have any questions on the whole, the link between sin and sickness, um, just listen to the preach. Uh, what, is there anything else you want to cover on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting, you know, as I say, someone testified Sunday night, and I won't go into the detail of their story, but what, what they, they said is, yeah, they, they, had, they you know, had a physical problem, and they also, in that moment, realised, God, it was a sin of, their, their words were, it was a sin of omission, something they hadn't been doing, and actually, they felt both convicted in the moment of that, but also God brought that healing, so there was a connection in there. Um, but yeah, I think with these things, we, we, it's, it's, it's tempting to be like, no, no, there's no connection there. Or it's tempting to go to the other extreme and say, oh, no, it must be connected. Okay, if you're sick, then you need to you know, renounce every, every single thing you can even ever think of. You need to renounce it, and then you'll be, be free from it. It's like, well, I don't think the scripture does hold some of these things in tension. Now, big picture. I'm doing a lot of big pictures today. Um, we live in a broken, sinful world where the sickness exists because of human sin, because people, because of first people broke that relationship with God because of sin. So in one sense, sickness completely does come from sin. Mm. But what I was talking about Sunday was like in personal sin, like is my personal sin connected to my personal sickness? And the answer is, it might be, and so the scripture does say, examine yourself, if there's anything you need to repent of, repent of it, and that sort of thing. Um, but it doesn't say necessarily it will be. Um, what would you say to that insensitive person, I'm happy for the in this conversation, who jumps straight to their sick friend and says, you need to forgive this person and then you'll be healed. This is not me, I won't do that. But yeah. there's a huge amount of insensitivity that could come in, in this. Um, what would I say to them? I would say, I would say they are saying more than the scripture says, because James, even in this passage where he is drawing the link, he says, if, so he's kind of saying, if these two things are connected, and like, and who knows? Like, you, you don't know. It's like incredibly, as you say, insensitive for someone to come to a, a conclusion about what's going on in someone's life that they didn't even know. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, I think this passage is a challenge for us to be, to examine ourselves and, you know, other unrepentant areas of our life, um, but not to jump to that, not to jump to that conclusion. Well, I'm, I'm, keen, I'm keen to hear from both of you 
as in we're coming to the end of um, we're coming to the end of we've come to the end of James pretty much. Takeaways from you, highlights from the, the 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 series, things that have I don't know about you. I've never, I've not personally ever I've read it in the book, but not studied it or not gone into the depth that we have gone through in this in the last thirteen weeks. It's probably one of those books that is quite easy to know a few sentences from, but actually not look at the whole thing because we thought it was quite hard. But. Yeah, sure, can do. Um, yeah, I think for me, the main takeaway is just how practical it is as a book. So all of the preachers that we've had have been very practical, but actually looking at the scripture and looking at the text, you kind of compare it to something like one of Paul's letters, which is can be quite theoretical and like setting out kind of the doctrine and theology. Um, Whereas this draws on that and it explains, here are some practical things that we should do as Christians and how we should live. But it draws on the, the theological kind of backdrop that has already been set out earlier on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's been really helpful just looking at here are some things that we should do and here is the reason behind it. So, yeah, drawing on like prayer, drawing on discrimination, just a few of the couple of topics that we've um, already covered so yeah for me I think that's been helpful mm. yeah my main takeaway yeah I mean you Matt did instruct us not to talk about how good his speeches have been across the series <laughs> so don't mess with him um, I, did, I did really enjoy the one that we had last week but I did, I did enjoy a talking speech last week on, mm. on wrestling with God in prayer and again just the stuff we talked about on live lunch and last week's episode um, was just superb uh, and how we you know, we come away with scars, but even the thing about we got the East Egg Hunt, uh, it's not it's not hidden from us, it's hidden for us. Yeah, it's yeah. just superb. So I think that's been that's really good. Joel did one. Um I think it was on patience and waiting on God. Yeah. Which are again that was another another really good good yeah. sermon. Yeah. Um but I, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you've kept saying this when you summarized uh, at the start of your your sermons and your preachers is that, that we're not learning to be resilient in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know when we were talking, we were bashing around the, the whole branding ideas for the preaching series, we were talking with two ideas. We were talking about calling it resilient or anti-fragile oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. based on a, on the book that we read. And the whole idea of something being anti-fragile is, um, is that you... you for something to grow, for something to not just weather the storm, mm-hmm. um, it needs what in something a, a thing needs a storm to not just stay robust, but to to grow through trials. Yeah, strengthen it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what the whole anti-fragile concept is: is yeah. that mm-hmm. through through um, through chaos, you 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 grow. Yeah, and yeah. you thrive. And you, and you flourish, and and there's various examples of, of of how, yeah. So it's it's less about you staying robust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then 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 we did land on resilience and resilient because um, we we did want to put in how through the the, the batterings that we're going through at the moment coming mm-hmm. out of the pandemic, but also huge economic uncertainty. Um, but I guess at the time there was no war on the horizon, but there was murmurings of tension between Russia and Ukraine escalating, and through all of that. Um, we aren't just battling down and and trying to get through this 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 time. But you know, how do we how do we thrive and how do we flourish? And you know, we, as human beings, we want to do that. Yeah. We don't just want to lie in bed and get through stuff. 
Um, but it's not our own strength. Yeah. It's through Christ in us where we grow resilient. And yeah. again, just constantly being pointed back to the gospel. Yeah. Uh, his forgiveness, his grace. Uh, but prayer and our absolute dependence on Jesus yeah. to, to live a life that James talks about. Yeah, yeah. Life through James. So I think just again, just seeing Jesus highlighted and our dependence on God is always a good thing. Yeah, I think one of the things we, we talked on Sunday um, just generally in our services about the Thrive Story, which is a group that we're doing and external for, for members. And one of the things that I've learned through doing that, through being part of that and on that, benefiting from that myself, is that I know for myself can be so thinking that actually the, the best route through life is like the most comfortable one. Like if, if, if God went down to all my prayers, it would be like, my selfish prayer, anyway, it would be like, can you, just go, can you just make my life as easy as possible yeah. like, and just like, comfortable and that sort of thing? Um, but I think the, <laughs> the book of James is a great corrective to that attitude because it's not, not just no, because God's mean and wants us to struggle sometimes, but actually what, what you've just been saying, there, the whole idea behind resilience is, is that God takes us through different difficulties and trials, not because he hates us, but because he loves us mm. and because he, actually his goal for our lives, his goal for my life is actually to shape my life, to shape my life to be more like Jesus. My, my selfish goal is to have as much comfort as possible. <laughs> his goal is to make my life look like Jesus. Um, and sometimes those two parts overlap and that's lovely when it does. Um, but actually his his goal of making me more like Jesus is he's more so committed to that that he'll lead me through trials and difficulties. I think James has helped us mm. with that. Um, and it is the best version of yourself. Mm. The best version of yourself is in some ways this stuff that is submitted to God's will and, and dead to your own will. Well, which we're learning, I mean, a journey. Oh, well, a journey. Where does the journey go now? The journey now goes to the next sermon series. But before that, we've got Easter. We have got Easter. Now, what are we doing besides the spoiler alert that you gave away in your preach that Jesus rises again? Yes. Uh, what is happening at Manual of Easter? I think we've got loads of different services across all our sites. I think uh, at Clarendon Centre we're doing a Friday night. I think over at Shore we're doing a Thursday and Friday, even more spiritual than us. Uh, and as, 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 as well as Sunday, um, usual service times. I think lots of different sites that have baptisms as well. Um, and Easter breakfasts and that sort of thing as well as... There's some combination of cross buns, like Easter... Egg hunt, Easter egg hunt, that kind of thing happening. Yeah. Uh, and we are, don't be fooled by Sunday really speaking to us. That's the plan. Um, on the resurrection. And the yeah, and the, and the hope that Easter. we have. We yeah, have I, think, I think for me, it comes out of this resilient series and what we've just been reflecting on, actually. We have a great hope, even though life we brought in different ways is not what we want it to be. You know, we, we've called it the A of the true dawn. A. a true dawn, as in like there is there is genuine and real hope in Christ um, for for the future of our eternal future, and um, it's not just a flash in the pan for us. Brilliant. And then after that, what are we doing after that? Ah, so you want to say? Oh, okay, yeah, we're going back to Genesis. Yeah, we are going back to Genesis. We have reached the point in our journey where we finish looking at the life and death of of Abraham mm -hmm. uh, and his wife Sarah. And now we're looking at Abraham's son and grandson, and their names are? 
Isaac and Jacob. Hey. Fair conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was right. That was just it's like Adam and Eve. You just know hey, this. It's just Isaac Isaac and Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, the yeah. first two people. So and Eve. last summer we did reboot series, yes. which is about Abraham and his story yes. and journey through, and him and Sarah and the mistakes they made, but the faithfulness. And now the faithfulness of God continues. Yes. The series is called. We have called the series. The promise endures. And really looking at God made a promise to Abraham, a a promise that he would bless Abraham, that his descendants would that would be a blessing that would go to the whole world. And that I guess in some ways is is the great calling to the church to be a blessing um, to the nations. And we see that through Jesus and now the church being uh, being a blessing. And so um, he's being reminded of what God's promises to humanity through his people. but then immediately after the after Abraham, well, even kind of in Abraham's life, but you see through Isaac and Jacob's lives, you see a lot of, uh, you almost see like the beginnings of the promise being outworked mm. through their lives, but immediately being hit with things that should have destroyed and, and cancelled yeah, out the promise. Yeah, it is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Messi would be allowed to say, man, we were joking about the preaching series being uh, PG-13 for the, uh, for for the next time of talks. Um, but it's messy, messy stories. There's, But there's also, um, it goes from Abraham having, well, well two sons, but the one son, the son of the promise, uh, Isaac, and then Isaac having two sons, but Isaac's wife was barren, and then Jacob and Esau, and one of Jacob's wives was both barren. And so there's, Giving a lot away here. I am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to come anymore. They sorry. just preach to them. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the stories of, of injustice, of jealousy, of sexual abuse, of just horrible, horrible things, which you think, how is God's promise going to um, endure? Yeah. But it does. Stay tuned to find uh, out. And so we, we've said, so we, it allows us to keep looking at the big picture of what, what's our, our calling, but also allows us to speak into, again, I guess issues of life and pastoral issues of life and, and helping us grow and helping us to deal with some of the, the things that we, we face on, um, on an ongoing basis, but yet constantly being pointed back to, but this is God's promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've called it the promise endures and that ha- that starts. So that's the week after, the week after Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got great artwork lined up. We've got great artwork. And we've yeah. <laughs> we back with uh, live lunch over that. Yeah, we'll do another series, shall we? We Did shall. Commission. Should we try and get pay rise? Try and get renegotiate deal? Uh, I don't get pay rise. I don't get paid anything. <laughs> hey, what is it? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. That's, That's what you get. That's true. I get paid anything. I hadn't even thought about renegotiating our terms. Well, well, we'll see. see. If, if the church can afford it, we'll be back for another series of my love. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Jess, our wonderful producer, all our guests who we've had. This season, Toby, Christine, uh, the wonderful Sophie, uh, who wasn't there? Leanne. Leanne. Uh, Stephen came in all the time. Matt, Matt Davis came in. Yeah, yeah. All the people whose names we can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you Live Lunch, uh, Deliveroo, for sponsoring the Leanne. Thank you. See you later. Say what? See you soon. Bye bye.